This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhakkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. As two conservative Democratic senators hold hostage two major congressional bills claiming they want to lower its price tag, the group People's Action recently released a report showcasing a hidden corporatist agenda. According to the report, behind the curtain, the corporate plot to upend democracy, just 20 corporations have spent more than $201 million in lobbying against key elements of the Build Back Better bill that progressive lawmakers are championing. My guest is Sandra Udelman, People's Action Campaign Director. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Sonali. It's nice to be here. So can you first just give a, our audience a summary, because it is confusing, of the two bills that are linked to one another, um, and you know, one of them being the infrastructure bill, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, um, and then the Build Back Better bill. The Build Back Better bill is the one that progressive lawmakers are demanding uh, be passed because it's essential to keeping the Biden agenda afloat. So what are the dynamics of these two bills right now? Right, two very important bills, both really important for all of us, but one way more um, supportive of what we need in our communities for people and communities and families. Um, one is a more traditional infrastructure bill. It's called the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act also known as the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill or Bipartisan Infrastructure Framework. That is about a trillion dollars and it has things like roads and bridges and all that physical stuff we are used to hearing about as infrastructure. It has passed in the Senate and it has not yet been brought to the House of Representatives to the floor for a vote. And the reason is because the progressives are working with movement progressive organizations like People's Action to demand that we have the leverage that we need to actually pass the bold transformational policy that we need in the Build Back Better plan, which is actually put forth by the president originally and is now being advanced through a budget reconciliation process. Um, which would allow the Democrats to pass something bold and transformative at the scale of $3.5 trillion to not only include some additional physical things like affordable and public housing investments, but also to include critical things like a pathway to citizenship, paid family leave, a child tax credit, lowering of drug prices, expansion of health care, all of the types of things that our communities really need if we're going to build back this economy in a much better way. So the uh, reconciliation bill requires all 50 senators to, uh, from the Democrat side to vote yes. This is where Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema are um, digging their heels in and basically being obstructionists. They've done that since the start of the Biden presidency. And then you have uh, progressives like Bernie Sanders saying he wouldn't vote for the bipartisan partisan infrastructure bill, and I understand there's House representatives as well saying that they won't vote for this bill that has Republican support or some Republican support unless the Build Back Better bill is passed. Is that fair to say? Fair to say on the side of the House of Representatives, exactly, because the Congressional Progressive Caucus under the leadership of Representative Pramila Jayapal from out in Washington state has basically been working with us to hold the line and saying that they are not going to pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill and move it forward until we have a commitment from all of the Senate Democrats, including Senators Manchin and Cinema, to pass a bold and transformative reconciliation bill. So right now that is being 
being used as leverage, holding the infrastructure bill um, until the reconciliation bill is actually passed and moving forward. So the provisions in the Build Back Better bill are, and you listed a few of them, are very popular, right? I mean, there are likely Republican constituents who support uh, many of these issues. And more than likely that Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin's constituents support these provisions. So let's ask that critical question, why? Why are these two Democratic senators opposing a Democratic president's agenda? Well, there's uh, different reasons that different folks would say, but I think the thing that we really tried to reveal with our partners from Demos in releasing this report behind the curtain um, was really looking at the corporate influence that is behind these decisions that some of these legislators are making. They may say a variety of different things about why they are not supporting things, but generally speaking, what we're finding is millions and millions of dollars being invested into lobbying on the side of corporations and the ultra-rich to push back against the overall proposal, as well as specific policies that are in the proposal. Um, and with this corporate pushback, we're getting a lot of disinformation released out there. And we're also seeing donations to legislators as well. Um, so we're in this environment where really corporate powers have been taking hostage all of us and the American people for what we need. And you're right, Sonali, in that three out of four voters are in support of the Build Back Better agenda, 90% of Democrats. So the support is there for the variety of initiatives that are being put forth, but we really are seeing the influence of corporate powers from everything from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce to the Business Roundtable to the pharma lobbyist entity that are just putting in their heels, putting in millions of dollars and trying to advance a negative image of these things that really we need in our society. I'm looking at the report and among the corporations listed in addition to the ones you just mentioned are Boeing and Pfizer, Facebook uh, to the tune of nine and a half million, Amazon to the tune of more than $10 million, uh, the American Hospital Association. Who are these corporations giving money to and how uh, can you be sure that this spending is linked to ensuring that Biden's agenda through the Build Back better bill is not uh, met. Sure. So first, I just want to give a shout out to our partners at Demos um, and particularly to our main author on this report, Danny Zasoulis, who really spent a ton of time looking into all of the different corporate influences that we're seeing revealed on each of the priority issues that we are trying to advance. Um, what we see, if you look into a variety of sources, is the amount of money that these entities are spending on lobbying um, this year and in past years. And so, for example, you can look at, and you mentioned it at the start, 20 corporate corporations have spent more than $201 million in lobbying so far this year. Or we have things like the pharmaceutical trade entity that spent $18 million on ads just since July. So we're looking at these folks investing tons of money in ad campaigns, in lobbyist firms, in uh, some donations to legislators as well, although that is not the focus of this particular report, but just in all of this investment in sending out messages um, to the public about how some of these elements are problematic. You're also seeing them pay for major numbers of lobbyists. So the pharmaceutical industry and healthcare industry alone have 1,500 lobbyists. 
um, that are coming and descending upon DC talking about these issues. That's three for every member of Congress, or more than three for every member of Congress. Um, and this is really the problem that we're seeing in that they are uh, trying to control the debate and the discussion about what people need. But also, as you said, we're just seeing that the support for the policies that are embedded in this are actually huge. Um, so you may have people like Senator Manchin claiming that the um, investments are bad for West Virginia, but West Virginians support this proposal. You may have Senator Sinema claiming that there are too many um, too many breaks for um, for particular for particular constituencies of people, but again, Arizonans are supporting this, and our member organizations in Arizona, in West Virginia, and across the country are really doing the hard work on the ground to lift up what it is that people want and need, and to keep the pressure on their legislators to make sure they're voting on the right side of justice. And in fact, um, what e tell me about people's actions actions that took place over the past week, particularly aimed at these two. Democratic senators, how have you confronted, how have constituents confronted Cinema and Mansion? Sure. Well, there's ongoing work happening, and some of it is confrontational, and some of it is the deep work of deep canvassing and having conversations with constituents in the states and then calling directly to those offices to make sure that the offices are aware of where the people stand on these issues. Um, we released the report in conjunction with a National Day of Action. We had about 27 member organizations across 22 states that participated in a combination of physical actions that took place at corporate headquarters across the country, as well as press releases that took place in other states. Specifically, if you're talking about West Virginia and, um, and Arizona, um, in West Virginia, our member group is the West Virginia Citizen Action Group that works deeply in partnership with the West Virginia Working Families Party and also anchors a Green New Deal network in the state that's working on climate change issues. A number of people from the West Virginia group and other West Virginia organizations were in D.C. all last week. Um, and one of the things that they were participating in in an action initiated by our partner network, the Center for Popular Democracy and also Greenpeace were, were flotilla actions going to um, Senator Manchin's houseboat. Um, he lives in a houseboat in DC on a daily basis to try to get a meeting with him. And they actually did have this meeting this week um, following up on those actions and we're able to bring some of the issues of the West Virginians directly to Senator Manchin. Um, on the Arizona side, Lucha is our member organization in Arizona. They've been keeping constant pressure on Senator Sinema around things like the pathway to citizenship and also the democracy elements that are being advanced in Congress. Um, this week, they were seen following Senator Sinema into a bathroom stall at a university where she was teaching as well as bird dogging uh, Senator Cinema as she arrived back in DC. So the pressure is on these folks to really lift up what it is that they're standing against. And I think that's the really important thing to continue to lift up is what is it that they don't want the people to have? Because what we're talking about in these proposals are real concrete things that communities and people and families need. We're not just talking about numbers. The debate in the news can be about 3.5 trillion versus another number. But what we really want to lift up is what's in these proposals that's so essential to people across the country and the importance of holding tight and holding fast to those critical investments that we need to move forward. 
speaking of uh, what we're reading in the media, the story of what's happening, the dynamics, the story of the dynamics is that it's the progressive lawmakers that are being intransigent, that are now holding the country hostage rather than the two conservative Democrats. What do you make of that? I mean, I don't think that's true. I think, first of all, the progressive lawmakers have already compromised considerably. Um, what we know we really need is actually a $10 trillion investment in something called the Thrive Program and Thrive Agenda that we've been supportive of, which includes all of the climate interventions that could save people and the planet, as well as critical interventions like the paid family leave and care for families and housing and all of these things. So the $3.5 trillion figure that Senator Sanders has really been helping to lead the creation and crafting of the budget reconciliation package is already a progressive compromise. Um, what, what we think, though, is that we're going to end up with nothing and nothing that people need if the progressives don't continue to push back in the way that they have been. So they are not the ones that are holding things hostage. It's the corporations and the moderate Democrats and the Republicans, by the way, who aren't even in the picture anymore. They've been written out of this themselves because they're not ready to vote for the people and for what people need. So I think that it's really important to rewrite that story and be clear about who's holding what hostage. All of the progressives are ready to vote on the $1 trillion infrastructure bill as long as they have the commitment on the $3.5 trillion bold transformational social programs and climate interventions that are essential to really help us build back. And in fact, there is unity between progressives and every other Democratic senator besides Cinema and Mansion, right? Exactly. We've got 48 senators ready to vote in favor of this proposal and are just holding out for two senators, Manchin and Cinema. On the House side, we also have the, the majority and the people ready to vote, um, ready to vote in favor of this. There are a couple of moderate Republicans, sorry, moderate Democrats who have been pushing back on particular elements, but we actually have the votes there to move as soon as we can get the Senate Democrats in line. Um, in the long term, do you foresee uh, primary challenges to Senators Manchin and Cinema because they really have emerged as, you know, much greater threats to the Democratic Party's own campaign, own platform than Republicans? Sure, um, that is definitely on the horizon. I believe that there was a um, a pack announced, a new pack announced for um, the in Arizona that is, you know, ready and prepared to uh, to run someone against cinema. If that needs to happen, I know there are other candidates that are looking at West Virginia as well. I think at People's Action, we are particularly interested in making sure that candidates that run for office and that get elected are movement politics candidates. They're people that stand with the movement, that have our agenda, that have our back, and want to co-govern with us when they get in. So we, we are very much wanting to work with um, the legislators that are in office right now, but if they're not going to stand for the agenda of the people, we also will be working um, in opposition to make sure that we have the right kind of legislators that we need to pass the bold agenda that we need. What do you suggest uh, people do right now who want to see the Build Back Better bill pass? Are there phone call campaigns, letter writing campaigns, et cetera, that People's Action is leading? 
There are all of these things. Um, so first of all, every Wednesday in the month of October, there are phone banks that are happening that our partner group Lucha is organizing in Arizona um, to call voters in Arizona, talk to them about the importance of this and have them weigh in. With so so people Senate. outside Arizona can participate in this as well. Exactly. We're really talking to voters and residents and constituents in the state of Arizona and inspiring them to call on their senators. But it's something that impacts the entire country. So lots of people want to participate. Um, also, this week, there's phone banks um, happening on Long Island, targeting representatives Swazi and representative Rice, who have been a bit controversial on the issue of lowering drug prices and expanding the public health insurance systems. And so we have people also calling in to Long Island residents and then encouraging them to call their representatives. But wherever you are in the country, weighing in with your representatives is super important on both the congressional side and on the Senate side. Um, giving a call to those offices, letting them know that you want this $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation package to pass in full, that you don't believe that cuts should be made because the people can't afford cuts. Um, and really encouraging all of the legislators to hold the line. So if you have a member of the Progressive Caucus that helped to hold the line last week, thank them and encourage them to continue. If you have someone that's not in the Progressive Caucus, explain to them why this was so important and say that you're counting on everyone to make sure that both of these bills pass together and not one instead of the other. Um, and that's really important to do. There's also an activity happening in DC all week again, the People's Watch, which is really bringing people in the DMV area to the steps of the Capitol to be present and make sure that legislators know that folks are watching and that we really do want this passed. And then there's actions taking place across the country with lots of different organizations and independently thinking about doing vigils at congressional members' offices um, to really, really exemplify the importance of this issue and passing. And I know that the immigrant rights movement is out strong in DC right now as well, um, really pushing for the pathway to citizenship to make it into the final bill. Well, Sandra, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. We'll post a link to People's Action on our website. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. My guest has been Sandra Udelman. She is People's Action's campaign director, and we've been talking about the Build Back Better web, uh, Build Back Better bill. This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can find out more about our program on our website at risingupwithsonali.com, where you can sign up to be a subscriber for our newsletter, find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.